Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. And welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. You know, um, did you guys ever use the phrase common sense? Um, that, that That was a word that our family used quite a bit. And growing up, I realized that um, I had no common sense. I mean, my mom or my dad pretty much let me know that two or three times a day, um, pretty much until I, I graduated high school. I remember pouring an entire bottle of bubble bath into the bathtub one time and cranking the water on and coming back in to find bubbles all over the bathroom floor, uh, you know, wrecking motorcycles, cars, whatever. It always came down to, well, common sense would tell you that you don't do this or you do this or you do that. So I realized at an early age that I just did not possess any common sense. And I bring that up because I always think of that when I see things go wrong or I see people do some crazy stuff. I think, wow, that person has no common sense. I'm I'm becoming my parents. And this last week we had a call and it was actually a disturbing call. I mean, I just got to tell you, um, and it made me think about common sense and what we're up against, you know, as a nation with um, the citizens in this country. And so we got a pre-screen. And for those of you that are new to long-term care radio or, or, or haven't seen our website, our whole process when we're helping people put a long-term care plan in place starts with a form that we call a pre-screen. And that pre-screen is basically just an information gathering sheet that says, tell us about your height, your weight, the medications you're taking any procedures, and it allows us to go in and look at the different offerings from the different carriers and find out who we can apply to. Because of the medical underwriting, every single insurance company is going to underwrite a little bit differently. So that's where we start. We start with this pre-screen form. So we got a pre-screen form in from a lady, and I'm not going to use her name. I'm just going to, we'll just call her Mrs. X for, for now. And Madeline, our case manager, reached back out to her. So sometimes we will get these pre-screen forms in, and we'll need to verify some data. We just want to verify a few things, maybe find out some dosage, uh, find out, hey, you said you had a shoulder surgery last month. Are you out of physical therapy? Whatever it is, we just kind of clarify sometimes. So Madeline was reaching out to this woman to do that. And so Madeline went through the information, verified the things with her, and when she got through, she explained to this lady that, I'm sorry, we do not have any options for you. And the lady just got irate, and she said, what do you mean you don't have any options? And Madeline said, I'm sorry, we do not have any options for you. We cannot submit you. There's, there's nobody that will approve you based on the information that we have here on your pre-screen. So... This lady continued to uh, just berate Madeline. And for anybody that's worked with Madeline, you can read our reviews on our website. I mean, she's one of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. She's sweet. She's calm. She's good at what she does. Uh, so Madeline was just being patient. I could hear her next door. And finally, she, she put her on hold, and she came over, and she was red in the face. And she said, this lady is demanding to talk to you. She is just yelling and screaming. What should I do? I said, send her over. So I got on the phone with Mrs. X, and she jumped right in on me, went on to a five-minute lecture and diatribe that just covered many topics, and here's several of them. She needed long-term care. Her daughter could no longer take care of her. Why in the world could she not get insurance? It wasn't fair. Insurance companies only want to sell insurance to people who don't need it, so it's a scam. I, Brian Ott, the guy on the radio, I should be ashamed of myself for telling people I can help them. I'm a liar. On and on and on. She said I was fat shaming. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. And I didn't really get to say much. Every time I did say something, it sent her off down another rabbit hole of her yelling at me. And finally, when she came up for air, I said, ma'am, I can tell you are incredibly frustrated and disappointed. I'm sorry you feel that way. In situations like this, most people are looking for someone to hold accountable, and I think I can help you out. 
when we are finished with this conversation, I want you to go to the bathroom and look in the mirror, and that is where you will find the person that is responsible. And there was complete silence, and then click, and a busy tone. She hung up on me. And I'm not saying that. I wasn't trying to be mean, but this lady went on Madeline for five minutes. She went on for me for five or seven minutes just berating me, just just going on and on and on. And here's what happened. I'm gonna let's just talk a little bit about Mrs. X situation. She sent in a pre-screen. Mrs. X is five three, two hundred and eighty seven pounds. Now, number one, that's the first thing that Madeline was just trying to verify because sometimes people will put a uh, they'll hit a two instead of a one. So she thought, well, maybe she she meant to say one hundred eighty seven pounds, but no, nope, she was five three, two hundred eighty seven pounds. Mrs. X used a four legged cane and a walker on a regular basis. She had a handicap placard for her car. She's taken medications for the following issues. Insulin dependent from type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, painkillers, antidepressants, medication for acid reflux, medication for sleeping. She's 57 years old and trying to file for disability insurance right now because she says it's getting hard for her to work. So basically, folks, this is the common sense point of the conversation. This woman essentially waited till her house was fully on fire, fully engulfed in flames, and then she decided she better call the insurance company and get insurance. And it just doesn't work this way. The reason why I brought this up today on the show was, you know, and I was hesitant to talk about this because I'm not picking on this person. Believe it or not, there's millions of people like this out there in the country. We get them all the time. There's people that are just, they, they, they honestly are not taking responsibility for their own actions. They're looking for somebody to blame. And the problem that we have is that these are the people that are not going to plan, and they're not going to take responsibility for their own actions, and they're going to continue to scream and loud. And the more and more we get to them, the more and more you're going to start to see policies in this country, you know, change. Like they're already talking about it, guaranteed Um, living benefit, uh, guaranteed income for people, just on and on and on and on. So from long-term care point of view, what you have to understand is we have what we call the silver tsunami coming. That is the people, the baby boomers. We have 10,000 a day turning 70. That's going to continue for another 16 years. Most of these people, I would say at least half of them, are not prepared. And they're going to tax our system. And what's going to happen is you're going to start to see states do things like Washington State where they're passing this Long-Term Care Trust Act. And they're going to start forcing long-term care insurance on people because people have not done what they need to do to plan and protect themselves and take care of themselves. And so people are going to scream like this lady and say it's not fair. And that's what we're going to see. Now, let's go over. I mean, let's, let's look at Mrs. X's situation. I mean, what are her options really? I mean, she's 57 years old. She's basically going to end up spending what little money she has down and end up awarded the state on Medicaid. That's going to be her only option right now. In Washington State, when they get this Long-Term Care Trust Act, nobody can even make a claim on that till 2024, So, and you have to pay into that for three years out of the last six years, so she's not even going to qualify for that, most likely. So... We are in a tough situation in this country, and there's a lot of people out there that are going to tax our system, which means those of us that are planning or trying to be responsible, you have to think this through. That means there's going to be higher taxes on assets, on retirement accounts, on things like that, and it's even more important for you to make sure that you have a plan in place so that you can prepare and take care of yourself. And the saddest thing about this, a lot of people ask us all the time, what is it? that uh, will get you turned down. Well, the bill chart is what the insurance companies put out. That is one thing that we look at right out, right out of the gate. And this is not fat shaming. This is just you know being realistic. I mean, if someone needs to be very forthright with this woman, if no one's ever told her that she's obese, I'm sorry, but you are obese. And for her height at 5'3", 226 pounds is the most aggressive carrier that we have. And that's their lowest rating, which means she would pay two times as much in premium as somebody that was, you know, 160 pounds. So that's kind of what you have to understand. And that alone was where we made the mistake with this lady is that Madeline said, I'm sorry that your your bill chart, you're outside of the weight range. And that's all she heard is that we called her fat. And the truth was that that's not it. All these other issues would make her uninsurable as well, too. So. 
just be aware of you know planning health is what determines your long-term care availability there's a lot of things that can knock you out including health um, medications weight all of those things is what the insurance companies look at together and that can certainly put you in a situation where you can't get insurance and remember insurance is only important when you need it so now that somebody needs this help they can't get it they realize heck Maybe I should have done something different down the road. I mean, Mrs. X never will. She's that type of person. We all know them. I've got some people like that in my family that they're never going to take responsibility for their own actions. But the reality is they're going to have to deal with the consequences. So I've got a great show today. I want to spend some time. I've actually got a question of the week from Linda in Redmond, Washington. And she's also our client of the week. So this is this is just really good. Most common question out there. How do you know how much coverage to get? So we're going to get to that after the break. And then before we go today, I'm going to spend a little bit of time giving you an update on what we know about the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act, what you need to know. Are you going to pay into it? What are your options to get out? We'll cover all that again in the last segment. So stick around. We'll be right back to Long-Term Care Radio. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard beginning next year all W-2 employees will be taxed for long-term care? But not if you have an existing plan in place. This new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax, and you won't have a choice. You won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do through my friends at 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this morning at 9. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it. It protects your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. With this new coming payroll tax, I recommend looking into it now because most people can get better coverage for less than what the mandatory tax will be. So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. Go to 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. I also want to give a great shout-out to everybody that uh, joined us Wednesday for our long-term care planning webinar. That was just uh, it was just packed. A uh, lot of people, a lot of people attending. I do have one more today if you're listening on Cairo Radio Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. I have one that's going to start at 9 o'clock this morning. And then for those that are you are listening later in the, the weekend or listening on the podcast, we will have webinars up next month as well. So uh, we'll get those on the website this weekend, actually, and we'll get those up for the May classes. But uh, thanks again for everybody that took the time to join us um, on Wednesday. So Linda from Redmond sent us a question of the week. And if you ever have a question of the week for us, just go to our website, 525longtermcare.com. You can pick through there. You can send us a question. You can you can sign up for our webinars, do all those things. But Linda sent this question, and this was a while back, and it said, I asked my financial advisor for long-term care information, and he sent me a quote for $4,000 a month with a total coverage of $145,000. I didn't think this was enough. But he said the average claim was less than three years, and I could afford to self-insure the difference. That doesn't sound right. How do I figure out how to get the right amount of coverage? And boy, this this is such a a, a great question. We get this all the time. It's the million-dollar question, I call it. And there is no perfect answer. But what we want to look at is we want to take into consideration, you know, a few things when we're trying to put a long-term care plan in place. 
And number one that you have to remember is the more you have, the more you have to lose. So is $145,000 enough insurance? Well, maybe for somebody that only has $100,000 of assets total, that would protect all their assets. But for somebody that's got a million dollars of assets or they have fixed assets, it's not even a, a drop in the bucket. They've got a lot to lose, right? Um, we we don't know how much we're going to need, and, and neither does anybody else. So keep that in mind. Your CPA doesn't, your financial advisor doesn't, your attorney doesn't, your hairdresser, your neighbor, your kids. Nobody knows how much long-term care insurance you need. That's the problem because we don't know if we're going to be on claim for you know, a month, six months, six years, 15 years. We honestly don't know that. So what we're trying to do is mitigate risk and figure out how we can design a plan that is meaningful to us, but at the same sense affordable to us. And that's really what we're trying to look at. Now, long-term care is expensive because it's not covered by Medicare or health insurance. So this is another point to keep in mind. That's the problem. When we run into an extended health care situation, Medicare is not going to pay for that, so we have to pay for it out of our pocket, and that's what people are worried about. They're going to start spending their assets down, and and a lot of people run out of money doing this. Um, putting a plan together should include a wide variety of factors. How much excess income do you have? So are you one of those people that you know, you're living off of $4,000 a month, but you have $10,000 a month coming in? You can factor that in. Do you have pensions? Do you have Social Security? What is your income? How how does that income come in? Then we have to look at your assets because assets are a different bucket of money. Assets are not income. You've got to convert those assets to income to pay long-term care. So now what we're looking at is how liquid are those assets? And this is where people get confused. They think because they have assets, they have enough to pay for long-term care. But long-term care costs are an income issue. It's a shortage of income. So that means that if I've got... $6,000 a month of Social Security and pension coming in, but I'm spending $8,000 in a long-term care situation, I have to start converting those assets. So that's what you have to look at. How liquid are those assets? Are your assets something you want to sell? Are you willing to sell those assets? Is it a second home? Is it a home that you're going to pass on to your family? What are your assets comprised of? Are, do you have a, a jewelry collection or a car collection? What are your actual assets? Are they all stocks? Are they all cash? So we have to take a look at that. Another thing I tell people that you need to consider when you're trying to figure out how to design a plan is what's your family structure like? Do you have kids? Do you have a spouse? How tight is that circle? Who is going to be there to assist you? Do you have a support group? Where do you want to age? A lot of people... Well, I would say a lot. Most people say they want to age in their own home. So you have to think about this. If I'm going to age in home, I'm going to have to continue to pay for the housing costs, the property taxes, the utilities, and then pay for the help coming in. That's a lot different than if I sell my home and I move to an assisted living facility. And what did you save your assets for? That's another question that I always ask my people. You have all these assets. What did you save them for? Was it for the nursing home or is it to... in, in, in improve your your family's life is it to go to a charity your church what did you save your assets for what did you work hard for all those years and then do you want to stay in your control of your care options remember like mrs x that i started the radio show with once she goes on to medicaid guess what she's a ward of the state the state will then dictate to her where she's going to get her care and how she's going to receive her care So overall, you know, for Linda, the point is nobody should be telling her how much coverage she needs because nobody really knows that. What we have to do is, again, look at all this information and try to deduce and come up with a plan that makes sense to her. But there's no guarantee it's going to be enough. Um, And that's with just about every plan. I mean, there are some things we can do with lifetime benefits, like I have a lifetime benefit, which means I'll never run out. But my plan pays me $8,000 a month today, but if I end up in a special memory clinic, I might spend more than that. So those are always the trade-offs that we're trying to figure out with long-term care insurance. Now, what are we doing when we put a long-term care insurance place plan in place? It's the same thing we're doing with every other insurance that we own out there. We're buying future dollars at a discount today. Right, That's why we pay that $1,000 a year for our homeowner's insurance. In case our house burns down in the future, we get $300,000 to rebuild it. It's the same thing that car insurance does. We pay that $1,000 a year for our car insurance so that if we wreck it, we get the check for $30,000 to buy the new car. 
and on and on. That's just the way insurance works, and it's what we're doing with long-term care insurance. There's no magic to it. We are buying a bucket of money, so my bucket of money that I have is unlimited, and then we're deciding how much money we're going to be able to access per month or per day, depending how the policy is set up. So keep in mind that that is how insurance works. And when we look at insurance for long-term care, there are two key components that we want to consider when we're designing a long-term care insurance policy. Number one, how much money do we want to access? So that's our monthly benefit or daily benefit. So it could be expressed as $200 a day or $6,000 a month. But most most plans now are monthly benefits. So we say, I want an additional $6,000 a month to cover those additional costs. That's the component that we, we choose first. And we can base that off of what current costs are today. What is the home health care worker charge per hour? How much is an assisted living facility? So we kind of look at the data, the cost of care, and we can kind of say, well, today, yeah, $6,000 would be enough for me, and then I will put a 3% inflation on that so that benefit grows. We're also going to consider the other income that we have. So if I have pension and Social Security, I'm never going to lose that. Maybe I just need enough to supplement. So those are things that we want to look at as well, too. Then the second component that we always look at when we're designing a plan is how long do we want that benefit to last? So if I decided I want $6,000 a month, I want 3% inflation on it so it grows, once I go on claim, how long do I want that bucket of money to last me? Two years, three years, five years, or my plan, unlimited lifetime. That's what I have. I will never run out of money. So I can be on claim for 15 years. And so most of the insurance companies will define that bucket as a total benefit amount, 200000 500000 or unlimited. That's your total coverage, but you also decided how fast you can access that. It could be 2000 a month, 6000 a month, 10000 a month. That's your bucket of money. So that's what we're doing when we're designing a long-term care plan. And so for Linda's point, how in the world do I decide how much money that I want? Well, consider the average claim. We're going to talk about that. It's four years, but that's from the insurance point of view. If we're really looking at this, we're saying if you make it a year, you're probably going to make it about five and a half years. And I think one of the best ways to do this is we're going to get into the client of the week here when we come back from our break. And this is what we went through for Linda, the lady that asked the question. We ended up designing a plan for her. She is now a client of ours, and I will show you what we did, how we did it, and we'll be right back to Long-Term Care Radio. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard beginning next year all W-2 employees will be taxed for long-term care? But not if you have an existing plan in place. This new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax, and you won't have a choice. You won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do through my friends at 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this morning at 9. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it. It protects your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. With this new coming payroll tax, I recommend looking into it now because most people can get better coverage for less than what the mandatory tax will be. So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. 
With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio or the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. I know we're getting a lot of people on the podcast, and we, we appreciate that. And if you missed part of the show or you're in your car and you just heard a few minutes of it, you can always go to 525longtermcare.com, and right up at the top, you'll see Radio tab. Click on that, and that'll pull up all of the podcasts that we have on there for the last uh, six months or so. So, again, um, for those Cairo listeners that are listening this morning at 8 a.m. on Cairo in the Seattle market, we do have a webinar that's going to kick off at 9 a.m. You still have time to sign up for that. It's at 525longtermcare.com. Just go to the Attend a Webinar um, at the top of the page. Click on that, and that'll take you to today's class. You can sign up for that. And then later today, um, by this week, we will have our May classes up for anybody that missed that. So it's just a great way to learn about long-term care, what the basics are, what it covers, how the money comes back to you, the difference between traditional and asset-based plans. And we're talking a little bit about the Washington State Trust Act, which I'm going to touch on before we go today at the end of the, the last segment. So stick around for that as well, too. But all that information is at 525longtermcare.com. So the question of the week this week from Linda was, how do you decide how much coverage is right? And we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of different things that you have to consider when you're designing a plan. And I I will tell you that a lot of people were trained out there, a lot of advisors, is they just send out quotes. And so what they do is they send out three quotes. And I was taught to sell mattresses this way. Back when I was in in school in Fort Collins, I worked at this little mattress store because it was really nice. I could work at nights, and it was pretty quiet. I could do a little bit of studying, and then i work on the weekends. And the wholesale reps for the mattress companies would come in and say, okay, you want to start them at the top? You know, there's five beds there. And you want to start them at the top and work your way down and give them, like, three choices, and that way they'll settle on the middle. And so a lot of people that sell long-term care insurance still do that. They'll send out three quotes. They'll send out one for, you know, $8,000 a month, $5,000 a month, and $3,000 a month. Or they'll send one out based on premium of, of you know, 6000 4000 and, and $2,000 a year, whatever it was, and then hope that the people pick the middle one. But they're not asking the questions. They're not designing a plan. And one of the biggest problems we have is, again, we're designing that bucket of money and we're saying, how long do I want that bucket of money to last and how much do I want to be able to take out of that bucket every single month? Well, remember, from the insurance point of view, the average claim is four years. So that means if they look at all of their claims data, they pay out on average four years. That number is up from three years back in the, in, in 2000. So claims are starting to last longer. We are living longer due to medical advances. We are uh, you know, in long-term care situations longer. Part of that data, though, that is skewed when I look at that, and, and this is where the, 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 the advisor for Linda said the average claim is, is three years or two years for men, that's nursing home data. That's Medicaid data. That's people that have gotten stuck in nursing homes by the government, and they, they, the men last less than two years and the women last less than three years. That is not long-term care situations. So from a claims pain point of view, from the insurance data, the average is four years. Does that mean you need four years of coverage? No, it, it, just the opposite. Average is the average house fire is about $40,000. So think of that. You don't go out and get three times the average for your home. You insure for catastrophic. So insurance, they're making us decide how much coverage we want for long-term care. Well, if you make it a year, remember, one-third of the people that file a claim die within a year. A third of the people do. And that's what most people think, right? I'm going to go into long-term care. I'm going to die. I'm not going to wither away in a nursing home. But two out of three people don't. They don't die within that year. So the average is four years. And so if we do the math on this, the, 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 the simple third-grade math on figuring out averages, it says if you make it a year, so you just assume a third of the people die at a year, just take a year, that means that you're going to make it five and a half years on claim. 
and that's due to a physical impairment. Cognitive impairments will actually be a little bit longer because a cognitive diagnosis of Alzheimer's triggers a claim, and you could live closer to maybe eight years on, on Alzheimer's. But let's just look at the average claim, four years. How do they come up with that? It's just like my grandma, perfect example. She was on claim for just that five- to six-year range, and that's what we're saying. If you make it a year, you're probably going to make it five-and-a-half years. Now, keep that in mind that if, if we're going out and we're trying to buy insurance and someone's telling you, oh, you just need the average, well, are you average? Are you average height? Are you average weight? Do you have average income? I mean, average is just this – average is a is – a, is trying to take complex data and simplify it. That's all it's doing. That's all it's doing. The average height, the average rate, the average cost. If the average fire cost is $40,000, that means there's a lot of fires that were only $1,000 of damage because you had the million-dollar house to burn down the street, and they still came up with an average of of 40000 So long-term care is the same way. Average claim of four years, we had a lot of people dying within a year, but we also have a lot of people that are 5, 10, 12 years out there as well too. So that's what we want to keep in mind. So for Linda, let's talk a little bit about her. Linda is 63 years old. She is still working. She's going to work for the foreseeable future. She loves her job. She's a real estate broker and a property manager. And she plans to you know, sell some properties along the way is what her thought process is. Um, she has two grown children in their 30s, and she has her first grandchild. So she's pretty excited about that. Linda's biggest concern having a dedicated source of income to pay for care. This is what she's worried about. Because what she's looking at right now is is, is a business owner, and for those of you that own a business, you know, you understand cash flow. For those of you that own rental properties, you know your property might set empty for a little while. Um, Something like corona might come along, and the state might say, oh, your tenants don't have to pay rent for a year. Whatever it is, you understand the cash flow, that your cash flow isn't always going to be the same. So she's worried about that. She's also concerned that her assets are fixed assets. They're not cash and savings and stocks in the in, in the bank, the majority of them. She does have some of that, and we'll get to that in a minute. But she's looking at her real estate saying, you know, yeah, I could sell a house today in a snap, but five years down the road, I might not be able to do that. You know, what happened in 2008, 2009, all of a sudden you couldn't sell a house, and if you did, you sold it for half of what you paid for it two years earlier. So... She's very realistic. What she was looking for, what she reached out to her financial advisor for, she said, look, I want to have a dedicated bucket of money to pay for long-term care should I need it. She's going to have Social Security. The rest of her income is really going to be from her business income, her rental income, and what she saves for her retirement. That's going to be her income source. And she doesn't, it's not like having a pension where she knows that she's going to flip that switch and she'll always have the money. So she said, I want a dedicated source. She didn't want to be a burden on her family. She didn't want either one of her kids to have to give up their lives to pitch in and take care of her. She said, "I, you know, they have their lives. I want them to live. This is complete opposite of Mrs. X at the beginning of the show. This woman's looking at it saying, I want my kids to go out and have this fulfilling, wonderful life. I don't want them to give up their life to take care of me. They don't owe me that. So she was just very honest about that. So during our conversation with Linda, we found out quite a few things. Number one, Linda was in excellent health, so she had lots of options. I mean, she could do traditional plans. She could do asset-based plans. She could do whatever she wanted. Linda had quotes that were sent to her for traditional plans from her financial advisors. Now, there are a couple things that really irritated Linda about this. Number one, she said, how did they come up with the $4,000 a month and $145,000 of coverage? I don't think that's meaningful. Why would that be meaningful to me? Is that meaningful? Those were questions to her. Quite frankly, no. Linda's estate was worth several million dollars. The problem was a lot of that was tied up in real estate. So Linda was also setting on some cash from a property sale. She had sold one of her properties a few months ago. She was setting on the cash. She said at her age she was not going to buy any more investment properties. She did not want to put the money in the stock market. This was just money setting there. So she said, you know, I could earmark. I could use some of that, but I don't want to put that back in the market. She would like to avoid payments. And so when I was looking at the quotes she had, those payments or the payments that they were, they were quoted to her, those were a continuous pay, which means you have to pay into that plan until you go on claim. So Linda's at 63. She's in great shape. She said, I might work another 10 or 15 years. She goes, I don't know. I might live to be you know 90. Her mom is still going strong. She said, I don't know that I want to make payments for another 20 or 30 years. And that's what I have to do on those continuous pay. I'm like, that's correct. You have to keep paying to keep that policy in force. So she said, is there a way I can avoid that? Or can I have a plan paid up? There is a traditional company out there that you can pay in 10 years. 
And so we looked at that. That didn't really make sense for her situation either. So we went through all of these things. We looked at her assets. We looked at her income. She was very, very close to her daughter. She trusted him. She was in regular contact with him, saw him every single week. They were going to plan on staying close. That was her dream. So she said, yes, I've got a really good support system around me, and that's key. That is key information for me when I'm designing a plan, and I'll tell you why in a second. So here's what we did. After looking at her tra- traditional quotes, and by the way, she when she, she sent back, she had a quote for like $4,200 a year, which gave her $4,000 a month for three years, basically, of coverage. When she went back to her advisor and said, I don't think this is enough, then he sent her a quote for $6,000 a month at $9,800, and it gave her six years of coverage. So he doubled the amount. He, he doubled the amount of years it would last, but he went up 50% of monthly coverage, and it was almost $10,000 a year. Well, quite frankly, she was in excellent health. She would have been the preferred rating, so that $9,800 quote would have actually been about $8,300 if the guy would have done the pre-screen and done his homework, which he didn't do. So anyway, just, just remember that. That's the quotes that she had, like eight to $9,000 a year on a continuous pay program. So... What we did is we went through her financial situation. I said, so tell me about the money and the cash. You sold this property. What are you going to use it for? And she said, nothing. It's going to be my rainy day fund. I said, could you use some of that? She said, yes, I could. I would like to. I would like to avoid payments, or I'd like to have a plan paid up in five years or 10 years if I can. So we looked at all those options. We had all of those. I had a 10-pay option. I had a 5-pay option. I had a single-pay option. After we ran through the numbers, she decided that she would go for the single pay. She got the most leverage for that, and it's just time value of money. One and done, you're going to get the most insurance. You don't have any payments. You own that policy. There's cash value to it. It's yours. That's what she wanted to do. That's what we ended up doing. So we designed her a plan that had $6,000 a month of benefit today. That's in today's dollars. So if she went on claim right now, she gets $6,000 a month for a minimum of six years. So her initial bucket of money is $432,000. That's her insurance today. Now remember with 3% inflation, 25 years down the road, she's in her mid 80s, she's gonna have $860,000 of long-term care insurance and she's gonna have $12,000 a month for six years minimum of coverage. She bought this plan with a single deposit of $165,000. So that's it. Just She just wrote a check for $165,000. If she doesn't use the plan, $165,000 is going to be paid back actually to the state. She's actually got a guaranteed return of premium or what they call a death benefit of $165,000. That's just money that's going to go back to her kids or to her grandkids or to whoever she wants to leave it for. Folks, that just tickled that just tickled her. She was like, I'm going to take this money out of my savings account, which is earning no interest. I'm going to put it into this insurance plan, and you're telling me if I don't use it, I get all my money back. That's exactly right. You get 100% of that back. She doesn't have any payments. She's got a growing benefit. If we go out at year 20, she's got $816,000 of long-term care insurance, and she's got $10,521 a month that will come in. So, again, she can pull that 10500 out of her bucket for six years. And guess what? Linda uses all of her long-term care insurance and she passes away. She's still going to get $28,800 paid back. That's a guaranteed minimum death benefit. So when you take that $28,000 out of the $165,000 she put in, you're really saying, okay, she's really paying $137,000 net for that insurance. And she has six years of coverage. She has a growing benefit because she's going to get $28,000 back even if she uses all of her long-term care. But if she doesn't use it, She'll get 100% of her money back. And folks, the nice thing about this plan, remember Linda said, look, I want to be able to stay in control of my options. I don't want to have to go somewhere. What can I do? Maybe I move in with one of my daughters. I don't know. How do I set up a plan that gives me the most flexibility? This benefit plan gives her a cash benefit. That means when she goes on claim, 100% of that monthly benefit is paid to her in cash. So 20 years down the road, if she's at $10,500, she gets the full $10,000 a month. Now, the 90-day elimination period on this particular program, it's a retroactive zero day. So what they mean is at month four, let's just say she, her benefit's grown to 10000 a month. She triggers her plan. The first 90 days of care, she will set up and take care of on her own. And at month four, they're going to give her a check for $40,000. They're going to give her the $10,000 for the first three months and then for the current month. And then every month after that, she gets her $10,000. So just a wonderful, flexible plan. You have to be on the healthier side to get into one of these types of plans, but she was. It's just great. It gives her a tremendous amount of flexibility. And now she feels comfortable. She's sitting there saying, okay, 
The $6,000 I'm comfortable with. I can see that in today's dollars, and I can see that growing at a guaranteed rate. That makes me feel comfortable. I know that I have at least six years of coverage. Average claim is four and a half, but really you're going to make it five and a half or six years. She goes, I'm okay with that. She goes, that gives me a good stopgap, and it gives her time if she did have to sell a property, if she had to come up with other resources. She knows that. The first six years of her coverage plan are covered. And folks, if you're only using half of that monthly benefit because that's all you need, guess what? That six years turns into 12. The money never expires. So just a wonderful plan. Um, Stick around. We're going to come back, spend the last segment on the Washington State Trust Act and just update you. We're getting a lot of calls and emails on that. So I'll just tell you a little bit more about what we know. We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do, through 525 Advice. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m. If you can't attend, there's another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m., another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back. Thanks again for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, And if you're new, we are on the radio on Saturdays at 8 o'clock on Cairo Radio. We're on at 9 o'clock on KVI Radio. This is in the Seattle market. Uh, We're on at... Uh, 1 o'clock on KTTH, that's 770 in the Seattle market. And then we're on Sunday back on KVI at noon. And then, of course, we have our podcast available. And you can get that on your smart speaker, or iTunes, or even our website at 525longtermcare.com. And for most of you, by the time you're hearing this podcast, uh, we will have our new classes up for May. So if you want to jump on one of those classes and just learn a little bit more about kind of how we work, what we do, what the options are. It's a great way to start. We'll answer your questions through that. And then when you're ready, we'll start with that pre-screen, and then we will collect some data from you and reach out and design a plan for you. And that's kind of the way the process works. Now, we are getting a lot of uh, interest out here because of the Washington State Trust Act. Um, This is a long-term care plan that is being forced on the residents of Washington State. And for those of you that are living in other states, there's five states that are currently looking at it right now, and there's probably another dozen where it's on the docket. So don't be surprised if it comes to a state near you. 
Um, and basically what it is, let's just give you a, a recap again. Starting in January 2022, Washington State is going to put a payroll tax on all W-2 employees of 0.58% on all wages. And that includes all your wages, all your bonuses, all your commissions, all your stock options. So for you techies out there that get some stock options or for those people working at startup companies, all of that's going to be taxed, 0.58%. And again, it starts January 2022. it will provide a benefit down the road if you qualify of $100 a day for a year. So about $36,000 basically is what the maximum benefit is right now. They're going to put a CPI inflation on it, but they don't have to inflate that. So it's not like the client of the week, Linda, I was telling you, her $6,000 a month benefit is going to grow by 3% every year. That's a guaranteed growth rate. The Washington State plan doesn't do that. They can inflate the benefit, but it's going to be based on on consumer price index data, which is not going to match the cost of care. That's a whole that's inflating much higher rates. So just keep that in mind. The triggering points to get this state plan is going to be three activities of daily living, and that means if you're or cognitive in two ADLs. So they're just throwing cognitive in as an ADL. They're expanding their ADLs, which. Traditional private insurance, you trigger on two activities of daily living. That's transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. The state's going to have different ones, medication, transferring, needing help, um, physical help to get up. And if you're cognitively impaired, you still have to need help with two ADLs, which for a lot of people that are diagnosed with Alzheimer's early on, they can still do all the activities of daily living. They just need supervision. So that's not going to help those people. Now, the ways that you get out of the Washington State Trust Act, and um, I will just tell you, for the W-2 employees that are young out there that are in their 30s, they're the ones that are just going to get lopped on this because they're going to be paying into this tax for a good 20, 30 years. If you're self-employed, you can opt out. However, if you're self-employed and you opt into the program, you cannot opt out. You cannot come back down the road and change your mind five years down the road. So once you're in, you're in. They're going to tax all your income. Um, if you have an existing long-term care insurance plan in place by, we believe it's July 24th. We will know at the end of the month, at the end of April, when the final bill comes out. We believe it's going to be July 24th, 2021. Now, this doesn't make sense to a lot of people. It doesn't make sense to me. But the way the bill is written right now, if you go and you get a policy next year and you bring it to your employer, they're not going to let you opt out of the tax. Once you're in the tax, you're going to get stuck paying that tax. And so this is the thing that's just going to surprise a lot of people. So we believe that right now the way the bill is written that you have to have your plan in place by July 24th of this year, you will have to the end of next year to inform your employer and opt out, so to the end of 2022. But in order to opt out, you are going to have to get the state to give you, you're going to have to send in information to the state. They're going to have to give you that waiver. Then you're going to have to take that waiver to your employer. The problem is if you wait till July of next year to opt out, you got your plan in place now, but you wait till July of next year to opt out, they're going to collect tax from January to July. They're not going to give you that money back. So just keep that in mind. You want to be able to opt out ASAP by the end of the year if you can. So we also know, um, after doing the research and reading through this bill, that the plan is underfunded from the, from right out of the gate. Um, the, the consultants that they brought in said, look, the tax rate is too low, so you either need to raise the tax or you need to cut benefits. Well, the state's not going to cut benefits. They're just starting out with a low tax to, to, to kind of get it under the radar, and then it's going to be like the gas tax. They're just going to raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it. If you move out of the state, you lose your benefit. doesn't matter if you paid in for 30, 40 years. You lose your benefit. In order to qualify, you have to pay into the plan for at least 10 years, five years without interruption. So if you pay in for five years and then you move out of the state, you come back, guess what? The clock starts again. You've got to start over again and pay for 10 years, five years without interruption. Um, Your stay-at-home partner, spouse, is not going to qualify. So if you got the stay-at-home dad who's raising the three kids or the stay-at-home mom that's raising the three kids, they're not going to be covered. It doesn't matter if you make a million dollars a year and you pay your $6,000 a year in tax. You're not going to have a spouse that's covered for that. So non-working spouses are not covered. Now, are you seeing any trend here? 
it, it's loopholes the size of the Grand Canyon. It's going to be very difficult for most people to qualify for this plan, and you just need to understand that. Probably the vast majority of people can get a better plan for about the same amount of money they're going to be taxed. Now, I can't give you the equivalent plan because I can't sell a long-term care plan that only offers coverage for one year. That's illegal. Long-term care insurance has to cover at least two years. But you can get $100 a day for two years. A 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old, depending on how much money you make, you'll probably pay less in insurance, plus you own the policy. You're going to actually own the policy. And we do have some asset-based plans that you can even fund with a single lump sum. We'll get you out of the tax, and if you cancel the plan down the road, you get 100% of your money back. So there's a lot of options, so just keep that in mind. And, again, we'll talk a little bit about that during our webinars. Um, We've got one coming up today at 9 o'clock. If you're listening at 8, you can hear that. This is for Saturday the 17th, and then we'll have a couple more next month. And I am going to do a lunch and learn on this Washington State Trust Act once the final bill is out. So. Thanks again for tuning in this weekend. Um, if you're if you're new, all of this information is available. Our website is 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. You can learn about us. You can learn about our procedures. You can learn information about long-term care on our website. We'll uh, kind of help you design a custom plan. We'll guide you through the process and get you approved. That's really what we do. We work with all the major carriers out there. So it's just a matter of trying to get the right plan for you and for your situation. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.